0: Hi, it's me, Victoria, your DM. This episode was brought to you by our patrons. Our patrons are our backbone and allow us to do what we do. They help us with all of our costs, and they... They're just wonderful. And they get access to bonus episodes and Bianca doodles and different streams. There is our Mass Effect stream, which we are now actually turning into a a bonus podcast for our patrons. And that's just starting at $1 a month, just $1. And if every one of our listeners just, just donated $1, we could do so much. We, we, oh gosh, we have so many plans. We just, well, we can't do them all because we all have day jobs. So thank you to everyone who does and anyone who is interested in checking out what we they can get if they become a patreon you can visit at www.patreon.com forward slash the broadswords. Okay, let's get to it. Euleris has stepped through the fireplace of Aglava, and has entered the dream plane. What is going to happen here, and how is she going to get back to Waterdeep to join the rest of the Broads? Stay tuned and find out. You're listening to The Broadsword's. Kristen Flemons as Azularis, the half-elf wizard witch. I'm
1: going to snatch that rum, and I'm going to start dumping it over her head.
0: And guest star Lorne Urban, starring as Jams, the tortle cleric.
2: You'll curl around each other, and every time you land on the shell, it's like... Vroom, ba-doom, 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 ba-doom.
0: And then there's me. Victoria Rogers, your DM. Hi, it's me, Victoria, and we have a guest today. We have the very special Lauren Urban with us. Hi, Lauren. Oh, hi. Thanks for joining us. I am so excited to be here. We're excited to have mm-hmm. you here. It's just excitement all around. Exactly. Why don't you tell everyone who you are, where they can find you, where they can find your work? Sure. My My
2: work is all over the place. Uh, you might <laughs> know me as Obo Crazy. I'm the community manager for D&D Beyond. I'm also the DM for Dungeon Drunks, which is another podcast about... Uh, that you might listen to every once in a while. I am also Arcara, the Dragonborn Cleric on Heroes of the Veil. And when I'm not doing all of that stuff, I I do play oboe professionally here in the Seattle area. And I am super happy to be here uh, because I've had a chance to to play with Victoria because of Mm -hmm. some of the podcast stuff that we've done in the past, but not with the rest of the broads. And I'm excited. Yay! Unfortunately, you're not with a whole lot of the broads today. A limited selection of broads. That's all right. That just means I'll have to come back several more times Precisely. to be able to there collect the whole set. Yeah. Yeah. Got to catch <laughs> them all. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so why don't you tell us who you are playing today?
2: Oh, sure. Okay. So the character that I'm playing is Jemsala who, uh, to her friends, is known as Jams. She is a tortle, and while it's sometimes hard to tell with tortles, she's pretty old. She is the ancient age of 42 years old, mm. which for tortles is pretty old. They only live to about 50. She is a cleric of Saloon and is pretty happy with her life in, in Waterdeep at this point. Being that cleric, she's gone on a couple of fun adventures, she's made some good friends, and she's just enjoying herself in a city and where she she might be a unique if not one of the few beings there she's kind of not only gotten used to the odd stares of being a turtle, but is kind of starting to enjoy it so
3: that's that's jams in a in a nutshell oh hi dear how you doing it's good to see you (laughs) oh yeah tim i haven't seen you in a while be by for some blueberry pie that's her (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and jams is named
0: after jams of at jams can Draw, who won our fan art contest so they get a npc named after yeah, them they also designed our logo new one yes we loved their work so much that we commissioned them to do our new logo
2: i saw that art and i saw that logo and both were awesome so it's kind of an honor to play this character i, yeah. I hope i give this Yay. name justice
0: okay. I have a couple questions for both of okay. you before we jump into things. So the plane of dreams. Now, most people, they enter it every night when they go to sleep. Yalari's is actually physically there, which is not a common occurrence for most people. So Yalari, what is your Preconception of what the plane of dreams looks like.
1: Mm. Kristens or Ylari's-es-es?
0: Ylaris. Um I think that she would
1: probably imagine. Um, I feel like she probably hasn't thought about it that much, uh, but she would probably imagine sort of a dark, uh, sort of contourless void that is then populated with little bits of of color, uh, like. Uh, that are people's dreams, that as you approach them, they then sort of absorb you into a world, but uh, sort of like little specks of, of dreams floating in the plane. And I, may, I guess maybe sometimes they combine, maybe that creates dangerous weather events.
0: That is an interesting idea of the planes. So Yularis Oglava ushers you through her fireplace and you step into blackness there is a roar of the flames behind you and then that too dissipates into blackness and the only light are from these floating spheres almost like stars twinkling around you
1: I think this is where I expected to wind up, walking through that fireplace. Um, hello? Hello? Am I standing on something? Am I
0: floating? What does Yulares automatically wonder that? Yeah, I think I look down at my feet to see if... You are floating. I don't
1: think I'm an amazing swimmer, but I think I'm going to try and breaststroke my way through the air towards one of the nearer looking blips of color kind of like trying to call out and also trying to suppress panic you're trying to suppress panic?
0: I I don't think this is super comfortable (laughs) okay can you please give me a wisdom saving throw? (laughs) be careful
1: what you say out loud okay not too shabby that is a
0: 20 Oh, okay. Yeah, so you managed to, to calm that panic. What is that like? What does Euler's do
1: to calm that panic? I think maybe the swimming is starting to get a little frantic and I'm not really sure if I'm actually making progress or not and just like sort of take a deep breath and like focus and like, no, you are not losing it in here. And so just like maybe cast a couple fire bolts between the fingers and then open the eyes again and, and try and make more deliberate progress do i feel like i'm making progress
0: hard to yeah. tell um it there's it seems like this fear is getting closer okay
1: to you okay well, i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna and nothing responds to me when
0: i say hello hello it's quiet in fact it's void of anything Jams. What is Jams' bedroom like?
3: Well, so, you know, we we take our homes wherever we go, us turtles, so my, my bedroom is pretty simple. I don't need very much, just a place where I can put myself down when I climb into my own shell. So there's just a really nice blanket on the floor that I... I don't need, but it's nice for these old bones, and it's just a a nice nice little room in the back that doesn't get quite so cold. You know, it gets cold around here, so I gotta keep it a little warm. I'm used to southern climates, so just a nice fireplace and a blanket. And what is Jam's favorite dream? Oh. Oh, I have such lovely memories of being on the ocean with one of the many crews that I that I went with. And sometimes those memories turn into dreams of some of the adventures we went on. And it's, it gets fantastic and crazy and sometimes a little scary. But mostly, you know, I I wake up, so it's okay.
0: Okay, so I think you are dreaming of one of those adventures. You are on your tall ship, you have your shipmates, and it is, there is your one shipmate. What, what is one of your shipmates' names?
3: Oh, Devin. He was so nice to me. He was the one, so when I first got off of our island, they, that was the, the ship that picked me up and let me stay, and Devin was the, I, I didn't know it at the time, but he was the first mate, and he kind of showed me around and showed me everything to do on the ship. He was very nice. You're such a nice boy. It's evening. Um, the sun is
0: starting to dip behind the water and the horizon in nice, burnished oranges. Oh, sorry. Hold on, my dog. See something outside, and is now going nuts. Oh, as dogs do. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think she stopped. <laughs> the sun, the sun is starting to dip below the horizon in reds and oranges. And the crew, it's a quiet night. The, the wind is not really out there. The sails are barely moving. So everyone is just nicely, nice and relaxed. And Devin is playing the pipes. And there are a few of your shipmates singing some shanties. And there is some rum being passed around.
3: Oh, and I definitely take part in both the shanties and the rum. So we have some rum and shanties. And at
0: this moment, Yelaries, you are now close enough to touch this sphere that is in front of you. How big is it? it is about three feet in diameter it's okay, so like a big beach ball yeah how
1: a big beach ball. does it, can i see into it or is it just like
0: it's you see colors but no actual real shapes you see a dark bluish color mixed with some reds and oranges and then there's a little bit of brown and just a touch of white swirling through in this so I think I probably
1: reach out to it a few times and then like pull my hand back like oh what am I about to do oh and then look around at the absolute featureless void that I'm floating in fuck it I have to do something and then I, I touch it
0: Hi, it's me again. I'm just going to slide on in here to read some reviews that we have from iTunes. We have one by Kyle Gould from Canada saying, Powerful, I cannot recommend enough the quality and brilliance of this podcast, oh gosh. These women create something unique, something breathtaking when they sit down to play together and I love being a fly on the wall to their epic adventures. Well, thank you, Kyle. And we have From the USA by Numeria6884, fantastic podcast. I love this podcast so much. The ladies do such an excellent job and they bring their A-game every week. Thanks for making such an enjoyable podcast. Well, thank you so much for reading. Reading. Thank you so much for listening. And we have from Midnight Zoria from the USA, intriguing story and fantastic cast. I love the exciting story, interesting and relatable characters and amazing collaborative storytelling of this D&D podcast. The players and DM are so fun and really bring to life the whole story and characters. I especially love how Victoria, the DM, hey, that's me, encourages her players to describe in detail what the characters are doing for actions, the results of these actions, and how they are feeling. It really makes this story completely collaborative and a shining example of what I think is so great about d d This podcast is inclusive, positive, and so wonderful. You ladies, and all the guests too, are fantastic. I can't wait to hear more of the story and highly recommend this podcast. Well, you know what? Thank you so much. And I agree, I love asking those details, because those details can also add a lot of fun to the story. As you can probably tell in this episode, I threw away my notes completely because Kristen came up with something really fantastic. So I rolled with it, because it was, quite frankly, better than what I had. So thank you everyone for leaving our reviews on iTunes. They really help us. They help uh, other people discover us because that keeps us up on the list. And we have been in the top three in the other games category for quite some time. And we are absolutely thrilled. So we would love to appear in the top 200 of the games and hobbies section. But you know what? There are an incredible amount of knitting podcasts that are just really, really popular. Uh, So please leave reviews and you don't even have to write something. You can just, you know, give us a five star review. I mean, I mean, we'll take other reviews too, but we love those five stars and they will help us maybe get on past those knitting podcasts. That is such a goal. We want to surpass the knitting podcasts. Please help us in reaching this goal. (laughs) Okay, let's get back to it. You touch it and your you watch as your fingers warp and they you feel it pull you and suddenly you're tumbling into it head first, somersaulting. And now you're somersaulting in the air (sighs) as you fall and plummet. Feather fall. And now you're floating in the air. Gives
1: me a moment to sort of like rearrange myself and smooth my skirts. Sort of like, I need a more dignified descent.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You see a calm ocean. And a ship. (laughs) And no land in sight. Well, from your height, you can see a shoreline far in the distance. Okay, but I'm not going to
1: make it to that line. So I am going to start experimenting with like placements of skirts and cloak to try and uh, hang glide myself style over towards the ship. I do not want a water landing.
0: Okay, I think that is going to be a dexterity <laughs> okay. check. I am notably terrible
1: at dexterity, but we will see. Yep,
0: that's a seven. <laughs> what does this descent look like? This unbecoming descent? <laughs> I
1: think I, um, the, the attempt to use the skirts as a navigational device was ill-advised, and they just <laughs> uh, balloon. And then that immediately sets me tumbling again because that upsets the balance and it takes a moment to sort of right myself again and just, like, I'll try some air swimming again, see if that does anything.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And you lightly start to tumble and swim and you're not quite making it to that ship.
1: I'm going to start calling out when I think that I'm in hearing distance. A rope? Hello? Hello?
0: Could someone throw me a line?
2: Do I hear this?
0: Yeah, I think you can hear it. She's shouting. She's not too far away at this point. Maybe 40 feet up in the air. My okay
1: idea is to start casting fire bolts behind me as like little jets. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay, so
3: Jams is on the, the deck of the ship. She's just learned this shanty. She's like, the sky is blue. The, or the sea is blue. The sky is gold. The sailor's life can never be sold. The fresh salt. Whoa, what's that? And she
2: sees you
3: Hello? floating. Hello? Hi. It,
2: it, I have a question. In my dream, is, is Jams what she was d- what, during this like memory, or is she what she is now?
0: Hmm mm, that is up to you. How do you think James would dream of herself?
2: I think she's got all of the the agility that she used to have as a younger turtle, but I think she pictures herself as as the the older turtle in this in this dream. She knows she kind okay. of realizes it's half of of a memory kind of thing, mm-hmm. so I think so. So yes, <laughs> I just wasn't sure, <laughs> but yeah. So she'll 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 stop and see this this sight. Um, oh hi! You're falling. A-, a little help. Oh okay. And uh, I will grab a rope and th- try to throw it up to her. <laughs> up, out, down.
0: Up and out, and out,
2: up and out, up and out, up and out. I mean, there's rope everywhere on the deck of a ship. She'll <laughs> yeah. just grab something loose and be like,
0: here you go. okay so i think do you what what do you think she would use like athletics
2: uh yeah she'd probably be trying to to athletics this thing up so i'll I'll roll in athletics for you it's a 15
0: okay that is good it reaches in your your vicinity now let's let's get it Dexterity roll for Larys to see if she can grab to it in time. That's oh, a that natural looks- one. Ah! <laughs> oh, and you have negative one dex. Right? Uh,
1: no, I I have plus one. It's strength that I have negative one. Oh, on. okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it is still a natural one.
0: Yeah. Well, that's only for attacks and stuff. Um, so it's On abilities, two. you still get your modifier. <laughs> A whopping, tube. yeah. So this rope, it's it's flung and it's within your reach. And as you go to grab it, you're just your hand-eye coordination is not there. Um, I think you were maybe in mid like breaststroke, yeah. so you, you you just weren't quite there. That's um, a weird and air The current. rope plummets down. The air foils are all off. And at this point, you are now about ten feet above the water, floating
1: Can I try one last down?
0: attempt to like jet propulse myself with the firebolts
1: towards the edge of the yes. ship? Yes,
3: of course. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm just, I just want to make it to that railing. Um. Jams will
3: hold her her claws out and be like, "Come on, you can do it." What kind of check would that be? <laughs> Is that?
1: I don't even know. Is that some sort of spell? Like I don't think this is used check?
0: as intended.
1: Well, clearly
2: not.
0: Yeah. Um, You know what? Let's just roll it as an attack. Okay. And
1: we'll see what happens. A firebolt attack behind me. Please attack the ocean. <laughs> Ooh, that's a natural 17 plus 7. So that's Ooh. 24.
0: You know what? That is a successful jetpack. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what I think it's really successful maybe more maybe than I expected little. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think there are repercussions yeah. to how successful this was so why don't, what What? happens
1: I'm imagining uh Jams is reaching out for me and I'm just like ah! like I put my hands behind me I'm I'm doing like anime run style but jetpack and I just like bowl right into her <laughs> I think we kind of go for a little tumble, or <laughs> across the deck.
2: And it's it's a floppy tumble because she'll she'll grab hold of you, and then basically kind of you'll curl around each other. And yeah. every time you land on the shell, it's like boom, yeah. <laughs> but then eventually we'll come to a, a tumble at the other side of the deck, kind yeah. of no worse for wear.
3: <sighs> wow, that was exciting. Where'd you come from?
1: I don't rightly know. Um, is this your beach ball? Ah, uh, you brought a ball? No. Uh, is this your ship? Where Where are we? I'm standing up and like rearranging the skirts and brushing the dust and trying to see <laughs> how many people just witnessed this.
2: Uh, <laughs> I don't know what they're doing, but pretty much the entire crew is probably up on top uh, and doing uh, the last of the night. And, uh,
3: oh, yeah, everybody. It's okay. Yeah, it couldn't have been weirder than the way I got on the ship. But no, this ship doesn't belong to me. I just work on it. But but, but welcome. Uh, what's your name?
1: Uh, Yolary's Roaring Horn. Uh, pleasure. And I will extend oh. my
2: hand. And she'll take it. She's She has recently in this dream learned... What shaking hands means, mm. and so she'll go ahead and do that and be like,
3: "Oh, nice to meet you. I'm Jim yes. Sawa. You can call me Jams." Okay, uh, I will retract my hand because
1: I'm more used to having my hand kissed, but um, that's fine. Um,
3: I-, I can kiss it if you like, but I'm usually not that kind of affectionate with people who just fell out of the sky. Yes,
1: no, that's all right. Uh, customs vary. Uh, where are we?
3: Well, we're on a ship yes, in that the middle part. of. The ocean just just along the Sword Coast.
1: Okay, Sword Coast. That there, that's a landmark. Um, I believe I was supposed to be on my way to Waterdeep, and I seem to have been somewhat waylaid. What is
3: your destination? Can I? Is this
2: one of those things where whatever I'm dreaming is? Yeah. Okay.
3: Well, I think Waterdeep is on the on the list of things I've never been there myself, but it's. I we're kind of on our way there right now. It's going to take a little while, though. I hope you don't mind the ride.
1: Huh. Well, um, faster is better, but I I suppose um, a ship is better than uh, floating in the ocean. So, um, question though. Does a black void filled with spherical balls of swirling light and color ring any bells for you?
0: Does it? I think we are going to you not know you are going to do um history or religion one of the two um and you have advantage on this simply all right for reasons for reasons
1: i, well, for I reasons. was wondering if i could make a roll too to see if i'm putting together what's going on or if i'm still just completely baffled
0: okay yeah but you're not an advantage
1: no i would assume not
0: I'll do religion, although
2: they're both the same modifier for me, but I'll do religion considering. Well,
0: yeah, well, it's a different flavor.
2: Oh, that's, that's a five. Advantage did not help.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, that doesn't ring any bells.
1: I got a 13. History, not religion. History. Yeah. 13.
0: Well, I, I think with history, um, y- you don't know exactly what's going on, but you're able to put together that okay, you knew that you were going into the plane of dreams. Okay, and you when you look around you, you see this turtle in front of you, and she is very concrete. Um, okay, you can definitely make her out, but when you look. At the rest of the crew, they're not. There's something up with them. Like mm-hmm. their features aren't quite set. Like their features move around a little bit. Like they're what who they are kind of change. Like oh hey, there's that one guy. That's like he was footman at your grandfather's estate, but now now he looks like that bookseller from Sigil. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. you know, they morph, they change, and they don't seem to be paying much attention to you at all, which is strange.
1: Could you give me just one moment? Jams, right? Jams, yes, hi, hi. Give me one second, and I would sure. like to go over and try and interact with one of these other sailors,
0: okay. So there are a group of them. There is Devin, the first mate. He's playing the pipes. And mm-hmm. there are about nine others that are sitting around singing sea shanties and passing uh, a bottle of rum around.
1: All right. I'm going to go over to one of them who's currently not singing because he's swigging his rum. Okay. Uh, and just be like, hi, hello. How is your day going?
0: He finishes his swig of rum, and he looks at you, and he is... Give me a wisdom saving throw, please. Okay. Ooh. Bad. <laughs> uh, seven. He, at first, looks like a generic young man, um, but as you really start to look at him and he finishes his his swig and the bottle comes down. He changes into a she and it's your cousin who took your place
1: mm.
0: at I'm the school. Snatch
1: that rum. And I'm going to start
0: dumping it over her head. <laughs> do I see any of that? You do see that. You see how Larry's is now affecting this dream and this, in that it changes to someone that apparently Ylaris doesn't seem to like. Okay. I, th- I think uh, Jams is
2: probably still stuck in, in dream mode and is also just going to... Th-
3: oh, did you say something nasty to her? Listen, just because we picked her up out of the air doesn't mean that you can say nasty things to her.
2: She'll trot on over thinking that she's going like, to peace keep between them
1: and i i think i'm just sort of like yelling at at my cousin dearest how dare you how did you get here what are you even doing oh just like is she reacting to my rum bottle emptying
0: she is sneering at you and she lets you rant as she sneers and this rum is dripping down her face and her hair and when you pause, you are never good enough, Yllarys. Fire bolt to her face! <laughs> I'm so
2: mad! I'm so mad! <laughs> do do I
0: see the cousin, or do I see like one of my crewmates? No, you now see the cousin. You're seeing. Oh dear! How Yllarys is changing things in this dream?
3: Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. D- uh. This is, I don't know who this is. Should I roll like, Do you attack? know who this is? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah a, attack her face. Attack the face. Attack
2: the face. She is covered in rum, so <laughs> flammable.
1: <laughs> um, oh, no, she's flammable. What's six plus seven? Uh, that is 13. 13.
0: 13. And dream this cousin. Dream cousin. Yeah, AC. dream cousin. That is a hit. Roll for damage. And add an extra D4 for extra fire. Yeah. For flammable. (laughs) For flambe. (laughs) Flambe. For flambe.
1: (laughs) Oh, shit. Uh, Cousin flambe is 11 points of fire damage. Ooh. Ooh.
0: Okay. Cousin flambe um, starts... They, they light up in this glorious, I mean, what Ylaris would think of is this glorious burst of flame. But she's just laughing at you, Ylaris.
1: <sighs> I think I, just, I think I turned to Jams in
2: desperation. What's going on? I don't know, but we can't have a fire on the ship and Jams is going to... She doesn't know who this person is that's on fire, but she's on fire and she's going to try to grab her and throw her in the ocean. Okay. If I see you doing that, I'm going to help. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right. (laughs) She's going to
0: pick this person up and be like, "You you need a Duncan. Okay. I think between the two of you picking her up, that is fully doable. And strangely enough, the fire doesn't burn.
2: That's that's good. She was prepared to take some fire damage, but she probably doesn't, you know, doesn't even notice throws
3: yeah. in the water and just like, ah, uh, do you think that she's alive? I don't even know who she is. I thought this was one of my crew. I don't care.
1: And I think the rage is like subsiding a little bit. And I'm just like leaning on. Um, is there a fancy name for the railings on ships? Uh, the, the rails? Railings. The rails? I'll- the side i'm leaning (laughs) on that and i think just sort of like breathing heavily and like in that moment of the transition between rage and uh pending sobs just
2: (laughs) (sighs) it's like is this is this your dream is this my dream so i think seeing her i think like the the older jams would probably be coming out a little bit of like wanting to comfort her and see what's going on she, do, do i still think this is a uh, reality or do i am
0: do i start to recognize that something weird is going on uh, you definitely recognize that something weird is going okay. on um and considering what jams has been asked to do i think things start to fall into place okay so she'll kind of lucid
3: dream a little bit and she'll tap, pat you on the back and be like, it's, it's okay, dear. Sorry you had to come on in and, and get surprised by that. I, I don't know exactly what that was, but you know, it, it's all right. You shouldn't have to worry. I'll, I'll wake up soon. I guess you're the one that I'm supposed to be looking for.
2: I think with that, I'm just going to turn to you sort of like a look of hopeful
3: desperation of like, are you... You're you're waiting for me. You're... Yeah, I, I was told that someone was going to come along. I had to help get to one of the temples in Waterdeep, but I wasn't expecting you to come here until... <laughs>
1: point
2: around at her <laughs> dream.
1: That seems fair. That seems fair. Okay, well, so we just need to wake you up then. Do I just, like, hold on to you when you wake up, or how does this work?
3: Well, this is the first time this has happened to me. It's kind of exciting. Oh... Perhaps too exciting. Um,
1: well, if we just sit on the deck and don't look at anything and don't touch anything, uh, I'm sure the dream will pass quickly. Uh, I think I'm just gonna find somewhere to sit and la 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 la.
2: I'll guide her over to like a stool facing out into the ocean, the part of the ocean that doesn't have her
3: flaming cousin. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Just I'm sure, you know, it's a dream, so it'll I'll wake up soon enough. Usually when I realize that I'm dreaming, I wake up pretty quickly. How this bad is could it be, nice, right? though? <sighs> <sighs> yeah, there you go. Deep breaths, deep breaths and Gems will just kind of silently, at
2: that point, pray to Saloon and be like, all
3: right, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to do now. This is a little <laughs> awkward. You
2: kind of warned me about this one. <laughs> like, she talks to her goddess the same way she talks to everybody, like they're grandkids.
4: Yes, I love her so much.
2: <laughs> and she'll just continue to comfort you and, like, look out on this fake ocean. and
0: Soon things start to dissipate around you, like the the stars start to go out then suddenly you don't hear the sound of the ocean waves anymore. You don't hear anything. The view of the ship starts to shrink until you're just both sitting on an island of wood. I hate
2: boats. Jams will take Yolaris' hand and her clawed hand
3: and be like well, we won't be on one for much longer, dear. It's okay. And Jams disappears. No, 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 no. Come back. And
0: Ylaris, you are now in a room with a roaring fire, seated, partially seated on a blanket, and there is a sleeping turtle. <sighs>
2: and all you see is a big shell because she's retracted. Yeah. I think uh,
1: I will be, breathe a heavy sigh of relief and just sort of mutter to myself that that is not my favorite form of transportation and uh, just sort of crawl over across the room and just sort of give like a
2: knock, knock, knock on the shell. Jams? Jams' head will peek on out and kind of sleepily look at you and go,
3: all right, well, that, that worked, I guess.
2: It worked. And she'll come out of her shell full and kind of stand up
3: okay well you know that was a little surprising but here you are i guess there was you know worse ways to arrive in water deep but this is i guess the safest way are are you okay is everything okay
1: i sort of like examine my dress and my person and conclude that i am in fact all right and intact be like i think so I'm glad no one else saw that. You, could you, that
3: stay between us? Absolutely, dear. All right. Are you hungry? Are you thirsty? Would you like something to eat?
2: Right. I mean, I know you're
3: here on like a mission and things, but you know, there's always time for breakfast. I think those are very wise words.
2: Well, come on, I'll I'll show you around. And she'll bring... I always imagined that Jams had just like a tiny little house in Waterdeep, like something very simple and very basic, like, you know, just basically like two rooms or something. And so front room sit her down in a in a chair that's probably way too sturdy for you because Mm -hmm. she's like a 450 pound total (laughs) (laughs) so you probably feel a little overwhelmed by the chair and she'll start making like a very simple uh breakfast of fruits and nuts and berries and uh, she'll be like,
3: okay, well, I'd, I'm not exactly sure what what you'd like to eat. I don't even know where you came from. But, you know, if there's anything that's going to give you an allergy or something, you just yell and she'll start serving
2: you. Make this very good breakfast. Use all of my skills to create
3: something very homey and warm, simple and nice.
1: I think I'm feeling much better now.
3: Good, good, good. All right. Well, uh... Hopefully it's not a bad day outside. We'll get you on over to the temple. Is there anything else you need before you go?
1: I I can't think of anything, come come to think of it. <gasps> Wait, Victoria. Yes? Do I still have my tiny goat? <laughs> I forgot about my
2: tiny goat. Is that still in sigil? sigil?
0: Okay, <laughs> yes. Hold on.
2: Do we need to retcon a tiny goat? I will totally retcon a tiny goat. (laughs) No, this is,
0: I've got a plan. What we're going to do is, you just stated, is there anything that you could need? Hilarious Junior. And you hear a meh (laughs) from the the other room.
2: Oh, I'll reopen the door. What do I see? (laughs) You see a little baby goat.
3: Oh, how adorable! Is this yours? You brought him, her,
1: and uh, her. I guess I did, and I will scoop her up and sort of like. Are you okay? I resent how much I'm growing to like you, and I will tuck her into my into my cloak.
3: Does she need to be milked? I haven't had good goat's milk oh, in a while. She's just a
1: baby still.
3: Oh, okay. Then never mind. Then no. All right. Well, keep her safe. Water deep is kind of safe but not always and you never know what could happen with a kid
0: <laughs>
3: it's
1: true i uh, i did partially grow up here actually
3: oh okay well then this won't be as weird as what's already happened I, yeah, guess. I think
1: what's happened is probably the weirder part of the day knock on wood i have said that sometimes to uh disastrous consequences
3: yeah, well, that's what happens when you go out on adventures and deal with gods. Is they tend to like to make things weird, so weird. Well, come along. I'll I'll show you around. We'll take we'll take the scenic route, and maybe you can see some places that you remember. Oh, that sounds lovely. And okay, total tourist grandma, like <laughs> showing the sights. <laughs> I mean, you know,
0: what kind of day is it today? It is a very sunny day. It is. Mm. It is. Bold, so it is a little crisp, um, but it's clear, and the sun is out in full force.
2: Excellent. <sighs> gems will grab her her staff, and she's got uh, you on one side and her staff helping her on the other, and she's gonna walk down the street.
3: Oh, we'll head on over here where the temple is, but you know you can see the ocean sometimes when we get up on this hill, mm-hmm. and oh, it's so nice here. And the- Ah, the sea air—it just—it. Well, you already had that experience. Uh, Listen to me, ramble on. So, what—what do we do when we get to this temple of (laughs) yours?
0: Next episode, join us with Adam carnavali of DD Is for Nerds, Chris Perkins of You Know It, Dungeons and Dragons, and Ross Rockefeller of Dice for Brains. This will actually be the episode that we did for Podcast of Waterdeep, so this is where it fits into the storyline. Plus, there'll be some like some extra little scenes in there that wasn't in the original and it's a long one so be prepared for that we will see you on april 13th have a good one system mastery is a delightful stroll through the history of role-playing games except the games are terrible and the hosts are real jerks about everything Join hosts Jeff and John as they explore the weirdest games ever made to talk about what worked, what went wrong, and which Silverhawk was the best. It was Hotwing. Don't even add us. Find their shows at SystemMasteryPodcast.com Thank you to our new patrons. Fen the Goblin Thank you. Mr. Dr. Prof. Speakeasy. Thank you. Christopher Sturdy... Thank you, thank you to everyone because this really helps us. This is this allows us to get our editing software. It allows us to to have our like all sorts of things, like to upgrade equipment because we definitely need new equipment for some things because um, we have very basic basic stuff. This allows us to travel and to go to cons and and talk to you in person and meet you and just have lovely conversations and. We love you so much. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Remember how at the beginning of the episode, I talked about our broads in space, our Mass Effect? Well... Our patrons are very excited. Why? Because while we used to do this as a stream, we also understand that most of our listeners are busy people. And because they're busy people, they prefer podcasts because they can listen while they do their busy things. So we're changing our live stream to a podcast. Eventually, we'll get the previous streams up in a podcast format, but that will take a while. So until then, here's a recap of events thus far. And remember, you get access to this just for a dollar a month. Enjoy.
4: Hello everybody, it is Tracy here. I'm coming at you today with a recap of Broads in Space, which has been our Mass Effect Fate Core System stream that we've been doing up until now. We are going to be moving into podcast format, so I'm going to be giving you a brief recap of our adventures so far to get you all caught up so you're ready for our next podcast episode. So we're going to be going over the adventures of Dak, our Krogan, who's played by Victoria, Tevri. Our Arsari Spectre, played by Kristen, and Seizu, our Quarian, played by Bianca. We began our story by meeting Dak, Tevri, and Seizu on the Citadel. They were invited to a party by the assistant of Counselor Udina, who goes by the name of Dylan Randall. So after some wild dancing and near fights... Dylan pulled them aside of the party to notify them that Dak was being considered for a specter position, which was a great honor since she would be the first Krogan specter. Tevri and Seizu would be going with Dak on her first mission to assist her in retrieving a missing shipment for the council so that the council could assess her. They made their way to the ship, the resolve, and departed. On the way to their first mission, they encountered a stranded ship and we went to a flashback about a previous time that Tevri and Dak were working together and encountered a stranded ship. On that previous outing, things hadn't gone as well as they would have liked. They got into a fight, and during their fight, intruders came onto the ship. One of the intruders was killed, but Tevri and Dak learned afterwards that they had been on their side the whole time. We flash back to the present. Tevri, Dak, and Seizu are approaching this stranded ship cautiously. Once on board, they found evidence of violence and bodies everywhere. A thorough search revealed that there's a Yogg in the cargo bay. Dak managed to talk down the Yogg and discovered that the Salarians had taken him from his homeworld. Angered by the injustice the Yogg was facing, which was too close to what Dak had felt the Salarians had done to the Krogan, Dak had him sent home and they resumed their flight to Dejeris. On the second half of their flight, Tevri was pulled into a meeting by the Council to discuss what had happened on the stranded ship but her meeting was interrupted by Dak giving the council a few choice words about what had been discovered on the Solarian ship. While Tevri continued her meeting, Dak and Seizu helped organize a birthday party for the ship's pilot, Laris. The next day upon landing, Sezu was a little too hungover to go planet-side, and he had to aid in fixing something in the ship's engine, so Tevri and Dak headed out without him. They discussed the missing shipment with the head of security on Dejeris, who told them that he expected that Artemisia the head of the Crimson Tides, was responsible. Tevri and Dak went into a bar to try and suss out information on the Crimson Tides and found themselves at the entrance to the tunnels that ran underground so that they could search for the Crimson Tides base. With the ship fixed and his hangover abated, Seizu found Tevri and Dak and they departed together. In the tunnels, they were found by Artemisia and her crew, who guided them to the Crimson Tides base. At the base, Artemisia explained that the rates of lung cancer planet-side were very high due to poor air quality, and the Council had promised the citizens of Dejeris that they would be able to keep some of the medicine in payment for the use of the port on planet. But the Council had stopped giving them shipments, so Artemisia kept the payment that she knew they deserved. Dak wanted to do what the Council had asked her to, but she also knew that this was unjust. She called the Council explained that the shipments were needed on Palavin, The Council believed that the needs of the many were more important than the needs of a few. They came to an agreement with Artemisia that if they were either able to resolve the air quality problem or find other medicine, the Crimson Tides would give their shipment back. They departed for Palavin, hoping that Dax's contact within the Eclipse would help them find supplies. They met with her, and she said they could have supplies from the Eclipse warehouse if they helped take it back from a rival gang. With the evening now free, they decided to get some practice in in the combat sim. And now we find ourselves at the present, the morning before the assault on the warehouse. Thank you so much to all of our patrons. Thank you to everybody who tuned in. I'm really excited to move this into a podcast format so that we can get it in your ears on the go.
1: Honestly, uh, first, not my temple, and second, I haven't the faintest idea. Oh, but I suppose we'll find out.
3: Hmm. Well, I can ask Saloon again, but she just likes to not answer me and make me do things. Mm. She'll roll her eyes and just look at the sea- the, the sky. Gods, gods, you know, you <laughs> worship some, you don't worship some. It's true. It's so true. <laughs>
0: anything else we need to do along the way or i'm just gonna no i was actually thinking as she was rambling about the touristy stuff yes. is fading it out <laughs> yeah, <that's a>
3: good...
0: <laughs> and then ending it there because i think that'd be really good
3: yeah
1: Aww. cute <laughs> oh my gosh we need to Yay. have this character back
4: <laughs> i would love to come back oh my gosh i love I'm her
2: so... <laughs> she's a grandma who's not really a grandma that's great she's... Oh, sorry, thank microphone. you
0: yeah thanks all right i'm gonna oh, stop now. my pleasure
2: yeah yeah you okay. can okay sorry. We will stop. it happened after we're done
0: theme music by victoria rogers and all of the other music is by kevin mcleod of incomptech.com songs heard in this episode are dreamy flashback frozen star cottages northern glade and welcome to the show